Fiji defending desperately with Akers again. Sneed fizzes one through the hands of Williams. Joining in to Dom Young on the far side. And he's in this time. Dom Young set his sights. And the big man has a debut try. 4-0 England. And it's Dom Young. Seconds left in the NRLW season. Here's a kick from Caitlin Moran. And they've got it. It's a try to Yasmin Clydesdale. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, the Knights 32, the Eels 12 in the NRLW Grand Final last week. Our next guest was there for both games. Phil Buds Rothfield's on the line. Buds, good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. I'm feeling a little bit insecure this morning. Um, I, th- I thought it was the best column you've written all year, Buzz. Fantastic <laughs> stuff, full right. of quality, interest, well, just, edgy. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I've just read online and some of the comments are back to Buzz. <laughs> they haven't read the byline. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. But, uh, no, well done, Pup. Very, very good column. I love your kangaroos piece. Yeah, it's very interesting to find out where they all are today. Of course, you're referring to the 82 Kangaroos Buzz, which celebrated that 40-year anniversary. And they're scattered around the joint. But Mm. I remember as a kid getting up, and I used to listen to Hollywood and Zorba. It was their first year of calling. Okay. And they went to England, and they called the games. And I used to wait up and listen to the decibel duo all those years ago. Yeah, well, Buzz, we just had... uh, Sorry, Buzz, yeah. Yeah, and it was a beautiful story, and, and I love the little piece on each player. Where are they now? What are they doing now? Some doing extra well. With, who was it, Bulldog, who has four McDonald's restaurants? Uh, Rowan Hancock, I think it was. Oh, Rowan well. oh, no, Rod Morris, sorry, Rod, Rod Morris. Morris. Okay. Yeah, no, it was a lovely, lovely piece. I am dirty, though, on the ARLC that uh, these boys normally, well, met boys, men, normally get together grand final weekend for their kangaroos reunion with every other player who's played for certain and it just wasn't on. Mm. Which to do it in their forty year anniversary I think was really, really poor. Exactly. Hey Buzz, we had King Wally Lewis on earlier. I'm not sure if you heard that interview. Did you go on that AU two kangaroo tour? No, I didn't mate. That was okay. way before me. That I, I think that would have been Ian Heads and okay. Peter Falingos around those times. Fair enough, because it was obviously groundbreaking. As Dino said, they went through undefeated and and became known as the Invincibles and followed up in 86 when King Wally captured them and again went through unbeaten. And to think you had teams that were that good that won every single game when they played a lot of games against yeah. club sides as well, Buzz. Yeah, and, you know, you sit there looking at Bulldogs' piece mm. and you try and price that team wow. on mm. that kangaroo tour what they would be worth today, geez, you'd want to take out some good airline insurance, wouldn't you? (laughs) It's a great side, wasn't it? Geez, it was a fabulous rugby league side. And, um, yeah, I really do think it's a shame we haven't honoured them better this year, you know. Um, Hopefully, look, there's still time, maybe after the World Cup, when this team gets home, that some sort of function can, to celebrate, you know, achievements that'll never, ever be repeated. You know, even winding up the tour in France, it would have been hard. They, mm. They'd be missing home, but they, they they went to France. They got the job done and so convincingly. And, yeah, good on them. Now, Buzz, origin eligibility, which would impact on Australia, uh, there's an overhaul, we believe, looming. Yeah, look, um, it's a story we're keeping an eye on at the moment. 
I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Peter Volandis and uh, swayed by people like uh, Mal Meninga uh, pushed hard to change the origin eligibility rules from next year. And because of all the, uh, not drama, but because so many players have chosen Samoa, Tonga, uh, etc. this year, which, which I love and I, I applaud, I think it's great for International Rugby League, but I think we're going to get to a situation where Origin will be restricted to players who are making themselves available to play for Australia. I don't know what you guys think of that. Um, uh, will it weaken Origin? Well, well Buzz, what, what, you, sorry. I, I see where you're coming from, but what would happen then to a player like Joseph Suwali, who obviously is destined to play for the Kangaroos. I heard him being interviewed as the reasons why he's chosen to play for Samoa in the World Cup. And it all comes back to his family, his father's pride, um, etc. In, in his heritage. Where would it put players like him then if they're not eligible to play Origin? Can we have... I don't know, is, is there some outlet for them to play Origin in a, in a third? So I don't know, Buzz. What, what happens to those players? Well, it's it's hard in a World Cup year because Origin started and was always a selection trial, wasn't it, for yeah. an Australian jersey? And um, Look, I've actually picked the New South Wales side just for the fun of it um, without Pacific Nation players, and it's incredibly powerful lineup. So mm. I've got Tedesco at fullback, I've got Tom Rato Carr and Johnson on the wings, Tom Turbo, Latrell Centres, Jack Whiten, Nathan Cleary, the halves, Isaiah Yo, Liam Martin, Cameron Murray in the second row, Campbell Gillard in half, Damien Cook. So that's leaving Burton, Tom uh, Jake Turbo, Sean Lane and Hudson Young on the bench. So what I'm saying is Origin will survive It'd still be a great series without Pacific Nation players, but you make a great point with Jerome Luai, born, bred, raised, Mount Druitt, correct? Mm. Mm. Yep. But wants to play this same with Joseph Suwali, same with a lot of these players, but Mal wants to change it. It's interesting. What do you reckon, Pup? Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it, Buzz? I, I'm not so sure I agree in this day and age that Origin is still uh, you know, a glorified trial for test matches. I think it's gone well and truly past So that. hence, should, yeah. that, should those players be denied a chance to play in Origin? That's, that's the thing. That's the point I'm trying to make, Buzz. Like, should the, a young kid like a Suwali who, who says he wants to play for Samoa in the World Cup but has ambitions to play for the Kangaroos, where does it put him? Well, well, you're 100 percent right, right, and and I don't have the answers. And and look, we've been arguing about you know origin selection and Queensland ripping us off and claiming Greg Inglis and New South Wales, you know, taking players, you know, that they weren't entitled. It's mm. been going on for years <laughs> and years and years. Buzz, and it's happening again now. What's your take, and is there any update on the coaching situation at Manly? Ah. Uh, Look, I think I heard you very early on in the show talking about how sad it was that Des looks like finishing up at the Seagulls, a coaching legend at the club, um, a wonderful coach over a long period of time. But the news I can give you is before Jake uh, Turbo and, and Terry Evans left for the Kangaroo Tour, they were called into Manly and were consulted about their 
position and their support for Des. And I think they might have been asked too to just respectfully tone down their public comments a little bit and that they can do without, you know, blazing headlines in the media, etc. Weren't ordered to, but were just had the idea floated. But they, I think Anthony Seabold's name was mentioned to those two players. And while I think it's quite obvious they would both prefer Des, they're very close to Des, they were happy to accept that this was a club decision. They were close to Anthony Seabold from his days at Brookvale as an assistant coach. And yeah, they, they would be there wouldn't be a major blow-up or a major drama or anyone wanting to, you know, leave if that was to be the situation. Mm, it's interesting, yeah. It's funny, Buzz, the players always support the incumbent coach, which, which is fine. But, you know, as professionals, and we're all professionals, we all do a job, you just have to move on if your boss leaves. No, I heard you say that too this morning. And um, I think you noticed with Daly Cherry Evans's interview just before they got on the plane, He'd certainly toned down his comments mm. and his thoughts, and they were nowhere near as uh, provocative or as fiery as they originally were. And it's probably a good thing for Manly. You look, you can't gag these players. You know, we we want their honest thoughts on it. As I said before, they're all so close to death. He's got a wonderful relationship with them, but I think the situation with Des and the and, and Scott Penn and Tony Mestroff, I, I think the trust is now broken. Mm. I think the relationship is busted beyond repair. And um, I think they need to sort this out very, very quickly. And, um, you know, if Des is forced out or squeezed out, I think he needs to be paid his money and bring Seabold in and move on. Yep, fair enough. Hey, Buzz, remiss for us not to ask your take on on what happened last Sunday, Penrith and Parramatta. Dino said one of the more complete grand final performances he's seen. What, what about you? You've seen a lot of grand finals over the years, Buzz. Yeah, well, I wrote my column last uh, Monday morning, right, um, straight after the game, that this Penrith side is now one of the all-time great premiership winners, uh, certainly of the modern era. And you, you look back at back-to-back premiership winners and... Um, I know the Roosters did it recently. Before that, it was the Broncos. Before that, it was Canterbury and Power back in the 80s. And look, I think this Penrith side would stack up against any of them. I really, really do. They're a fantastic football organisation. I think this halfback, Nathan Clear, at 24 years of age, he's just, he's a future immortal. Mm. He is that good. And why I think Penrith can continue this greatness for many years to come is Dylan Edwards is the oldest player in the back line at 26 years of age. Yeah, I know. It's, um, it's incredible, isn't it? And there's so much depth coming through the ranks and as I well. And I know Owen James Fisher-Harris mm. won't be going anywhere for five years. Mm. I don't see any organisation in the comp, any club, that's on their level. And look, injuries, they're going to lose Billy Kickdown, they're going to lose Abby Corusau and injuries might but you know they all played Origin this year they all played the Pacific Test they've got great high performance out there remember they gave them all the week off that's right mm-hmm. what about the vet- post game celebrations Buzz I mean what, what did you make of it all were they disrespectful to Parramatta did but, it need to be said or are they just young blokes enjoying their time as premiers yeah look 
it's been a fantastic... I actually sent Paul Kent a text when he wrote his first column. I said, great column. And it wasn't necessarily that I 100% agreed with him, but I just like the way that he put it out there for debate. Is this appropriate behaviour? Is this, you know, do you, do you show more respect to your opposition, as you've spoken about? The, the, the only thing I always say is we often complain that NRL stars are too bland, too cliched, too vanilla, and they're trained by their media people just to give, we're taking it a week at a time answers, and they're so flat and boring. Every year before Origin, we're complaining that there's no characters, no one will say anything. There's so, a difference between being a character buzz and belittling your opponents, though. Yeah, no, you you make a good point there, dog. But look, I, I think even the Parramatta players have accepted. And dog, if you have twelve hours on the square, and someone <laughs> be asleep the for a week, <laughs> sorry, I'd be asleep for a week. <laughs> yeah. But if someone shoved the microphone in front of you. You're not going to be saying <laughs> anything real smart, are you? It's dangerous territory, isn't it? Dangerous it is. Look, it is dangerous territory. And look, I can understand you, and I can understand Canty as well. But I love those Penrith players. I, I love their try celebrations. I love that there's a bit of muggler about them. Maybe they could cut it back a little bit, but you know, you do lose control after an all-night bender, don't you? you <laughs> exactly. Know, so. Hey, Buzz, just stay with us. Um, for our Queensland listeners, they're leaving now for past the post. Um, hey, Buzz, Dino's going to be up in Brisbane next week um, for the Brock Jarvis fight, so you're going to come in and, and help me through three hours next Sunday. Oh, mate, I can't wait. I can't Looking wait. forward to it. Yeah. yeah, no, well, it's a sort of swap. Bulldog did what's the buzz today, or Bulldog's bite. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I said... I'll swap and I'll do radio next week. So. Terrific. And you're going to go to the Everest next next Saturday too, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'll be at the Everest so, next Saturday. I just hope, well, what's the date of next, um, what is it, the 15th? 15th, 15th. yep. 16th. I'll just be asking the ratings people in, when they come out next <laughs> what the ratings were on Sunday the 16th, that's all. You reckon there'll be a spike, Buzz? Oh, mate, it will be for sure. <laughs> mate, before you worry about ratings, I'd be more worried about getting that alarm set for about 2am out of the Shire Bureau. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to get all the way to French's Forest. It'll take you two hours. Oh, Buzz. Are we right? We'll have a lot of fun next right, Sunday. Buzz. Yeah, looking forward to it, Buzz. Hey, um, we'll talk next Sunday, Buzz. Enjoy your week, eh? Good on you, guys. Thanks, Buzz. Talk there, to 